Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Root podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you for your patience with me taking the week off of the podcast last week. I had a few ideas on like shorter episodes to get to y'all, but a few things went down in my life, good things, and uh, I didn't get a chance to fit in even a short episode for y'all. So we're just fast forwarding to this very not short, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like two hours long, not short episode juicy episode, lots of interesting content, lots of interesting information about the new paradigm, the year 2024 and its role in the new paradigm, and Taylor Swift's role in the new paradigm. This has been something y'all have been waiting for a while. It's been a hot topic lately, and I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Really quick before we dive in to all things Taylor Swift and human design and conspiracy theories and all that stuff. I wanted to let you guys know I am running a special on my Alchemy membership. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this for, but if you want to get in at a six-month membership instead of 12 and for a pretty low price, I think the lowest price it's ever been, please join us. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. We are going to be meeting every other Monday until we hit a certain number. And then I'll probably do every Monday Zoom meetings. And I'm super excited for that. I'm excited to have everybody connect. And other than connecting and business coaching and human design coaching for me and all that and access to all of my courses in my library, I think joining a container like this for 2024 is imperative if you're not already in one. I don't know if you can feel the vibes of this year yet. It is, if you're in the US, it's an election year. Things are going to get very, very polarizing. And I want to make sure that each of you has a place, a container to come to where we don't have the polarization and that we look through the illusion of that. And even if you tend to be on one side versus the other, whatever, um, it's a place of grounding and of open-mindedness if you're meant to do that and of being opinionated about certain things, but being able to really chat with each other through the lens of love and unity is so, so important. Um, I have had people in my membership and in my mastermind that have been on the opposite ends of the spe spectrum as far as political ideas or religious beliefs or anything like that. And it has never, literally never in the past four years been an issue. We have always found common ground and a common way to look at things. And especially with my new lens of looking at life through the lens of the ancient biblical 
technology of Kabbalah, it is even more so. You'll see the vibe of this in in this episode. But if you have any questions about alchemy and whether you would fit in, please DM me um, and ask all the questions. You can audio, you can type it out, whatever. But yeah, there's we're having a special going on right now. If you don't want to join for a whole 12 months, there's just a six-month commitment. And you should be able to get through all of my courses in my library by then. You might have to go semi-fast. But if you don't at the end of the six months and you want to renew for six months or do like a month, I can try to make it to where there's a month-to-month to month deal at the end if you don't get through everything you want to in six months. I know you can get through it all in 12 months, but I know there were some people that didn't want to commit to 12 months. So that's the special we're doing right now. I'll put the link in the bio and I would love to have you in there. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about Taylor Swift. You might be a Swifty. You might be obsessed with her. You might literally despise the woman. You might be in the middle somewhere where you enjoy her music, but you don't really keep up with any of the phenomenon around her, or you might not care. Uh, If you don't care, I don't, well, this episode is still valuable. However, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about, including conspiracy theories, politics, Christianity, Satan, triggers, judgment, that kind of stuff, I probably end up doing separate episodes on each of these topics not having to do with Taylor Swift. But the things I'm going to talk about today do have to do with Taylor Swift. And then, of course, we're going to dive into her human design. So here's the deal, too, with her human design. I am 99% sure that she is a 5-1 splenic projector. There is, depending on like guess and check of that day, December 13th, 1989, and where she was born, um, she was born in Reading, Pennsylvania. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Anyways, um, there's a small chance that she's a 6-2 manifester, but it seem, in the human design world, it seems that everybody is pretty set on her being a 5-1 splenic projector with a left angle cross of confrontation, which is very potent. And we'll get to the human design part a little bit later. I'm going to talk about that last. Um, so I'm take I'm basing this episode on the idea. Nobody knows for sure. I don't think if you do know for sure when she what time she was born, like if you know somebody who knows her mom, please tell me because then we I can either do a new episode and change that part of the human design information um, or whatever I need to do or just confirm that this was correct and let you guys know. So 5-1 splenic projector, left angle cross of confrontation. She does have a defined ego. So all of y'all projectors, you're like, how does she do this? She has a defined ego, heart center. So constant willpower and motivation. And she has a defined root center. So very much time pressure. She can, she, time pressure is good for her. So that's where all the like making a billion albums a year (laughs) and touring and all that kind of stuff. That's how she can do that as a projector. But there are a lot of other things in her chart that's open. She's very grounded. So defined spleen, defined root, defined ego center, but open everything else. And especially the crown, um, totally open like me. So just very much connected to God, divine inspiration. All of you 
evangelicals out there who maybe think that she's tied to Satan. We're going to get into that too. But that's her human design overview. And I'm going to I'm going to dive more into it a little bit later. Okay. So a few different things just overall. I said I'm going to do a future episode about the US election year 2024 triggers polarization. There is a really good Jenna Zoe my human design episode that came out very recently in the last couple of weeks about emotions versus versus triggers. I am going to resource you in the show notes with that. There's y'all I'm putting like a ton of links in this show notes. There's a lot of stuff to cover. I'm the resource queen. And in a good way, like I, I love just like being like, here's what I think about this. Here's some resources. You go figure it out yourself. Um, Jenna Zoe did an amazing episode on the difference between emotions and triggers because they're incredibly, incredibly different. And you have the power to control the way you react to triggers, not necessarily controlling. You can't control your emotions. You can control how you judge, if you judge them or not, and how you process them, but you can't control your emotions. You can control your triggers. So that's a big deal. And overall, with this episode and the future episodes I'm going to do on the election year, polarization, religion, all of that, conspiracy theories, all that kind of stuff. Here is a good sort of mantra to keep in the back of your head. What beliefs, be they religious beliefs, political beliefs, beliefs, whether things, conspiracy theories are true or not, what beliefs make you the best version of yourself? The one that is more tapped into love than fear and the one that is most connected to our creator, God, and makes you most like God. What beliefs make you the best version of yourself with each of these things? I'm not asking you to take on a side or to even be open-minded with, if you're not meant to be, if you have an open Ajna, you are meant to be open-minded. If you have a defined Ajna, you're meant to be opinionated. And that can also exist while working on dissolving your ego and knowing like, I'm very opinionated about this and I like to speak about it, or I don't like to speak about it or whatever. And I might be wrong. And I don't need to be open-minded about it, but I just need to know that I might have it all wrong. What beliefs make you the best version of yourself? I really want you to write that down and keep that in the back of your head throughout 2024. Okay, number one, we're talking about Christianity and Taylor Swift. So what's really interesting is that, okay, one thing I love about all of y'all is I feel like the You Do Woo brand attracts people from all walks of life. It's mainly women. Just FYI, if you're a man, I love you. Come say hi. Come send me a DM. And I love that you're into human design and all things woo. But I I would say 99% of my audience is women. And everybody's sort of all over the place with political and religious beliefs. And I really love that. Um, I do live in Texas and I live in a small country town. So it's a little bit more conservative leaning and Christian leaning. Um, I do consider myself a Christian. I'm the weirdest Christian you will ever meet. However, 
my beliefs are very much only following what Jesus taught, not what any churches teach, not what any religions teach or denominations. Um, I really only look at what Jesus actually said. And I, I there's um, one episode that I actually watched the YouTube of recently. I will put it in the show notes. Um, Danny Morell interviewed Aaron Apke. I think Aaron Abke was used to be like a a worship leader in an evangelical church. I don't I might be wrong. I forget. I was I was listening to it while I was like cleaning and stuff. So it's a really great episode to watch or listen to talking about the actual truth about Christianity and Jesus. It's so good. Highly recommend for anyone. I'm not trying to get you to become a Christian. I would say even if you consider yourself a Christian, this is more so a an episode for you. Um, if you don't have any religious beliefs and don't want to, then maybe that's not an episode for you. Or if you're, if you're looking for some sort of, um, belief system, this could be a good episode. Cause he does talk about like real Christianity per what Jesus, when he lived on this earth actually was trying to do. So that's a great episode. I'll put it in the show notes. It's awesome. But it seems to be that, so there's some conspiracies out there that um, there's different ones. So one is, and I, I even hesitate to talk about this because in, in Kabbalah, I'm learning that spreading conspiracy theories is actually evil speech. So if you're somebody out there who is spreading conspiracy theories, you might notice more health issues, more mental health issues. You might notice... Um, more chaos in your life, more financial issues, you might take the whole year and just pause on spreading conspiracy theories, even if they're true in real life, or even if you think they're true in real life. You know, I, y'all know I'm the conspiracy theory queen. I love it. And I've taken a, a different stance lately because that's actually evil speech. And you can talk about your be your belief or your thought or your awareness of something without the conspiracy theory vibes without being like oh my god they're out to get me blah 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 i i say question the government on everything y'all know how i am i'm very like pro small government and i do not think that just everybody who works in the government is out to get us i think there's probably something bigger going on, something more energetic going on that is running stuff behind the scenes. And I don't let that fear run my everyday life. And I try not to spread evil speech in that way recently. Now in 2020 and 2021, you would have heard me talking about all this quite a bit. And you know what? My life was freaking chaos in 2021. It's a lot less chaotic now. And I think that's because I've been much more aware of what is evil speech and how not to do it. I will also include in the um, show notes below a great episode about the power of your words. There might be a couple of them. Power of your words and evil speech that I found really, really great. Um, my Kabbalah teacher, David Giam, talks about... Um, you know, the different types of evil speech and conspiracy, spreading conspiracy theories are one of those. So as I mention this theory, 
that is out there by a very small number of people, mind you. Keep in mind, I'm not trying to spread this. I'm trying to be objective in saying this is out there and let's take a look at it through different lenses. So there is a theory out there that people think that Taylor is the clone of a lady who used to be a satanic cult leader. I don't think, please tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, one thing with the ego and Kabbalah, you're supposed to thrive on um, when people give you, what is it? Words, not words. I'm trying, this is the opposite of words of affirmation. When people, um, my mind is totally, totally blanking right now. Would people give you criticism? It's a powerful thing and it actually removes negativity from your body and helps cleanse your soul and all that. So I'm definitely open to constructive criticism from you guys. So holler at me, DM me, let me know. Uh, right now I'm pretty objective. If I'm if I have a defined Ajna, I might take a few days till it's open again to get back to you because I just it's a funky feeling, man. It's a really weird. If you have a defined Ajna all the time, wow. That was, I just went through like a week of having a defined Ajna where I was like really opinionated and it was an interesting, fiery energy. So, so, so there are, there are people who think that Taylor isn't actually a human. She is a clone. Now, I don't know how that works. And I'm not saying that I'm sure we can clone humans. I'm, I'm sure that technology exists. You know, we got AI going on. We, like we can do IVF stuff. Like I'm sure we can clone humans. Um, I'm, I just like to think through this logically. And really, not all truth is logical or logically ex explained. So I get that also. But I'm like, how? I wonder how the people who believe this, have you walked through how this works? Did they go do... IVF through Taylor's mom? Was Taylor's mom paid off? Why does Taylor look exactly like her brother? Was her brother also a clone? How does this work? Do you think that like the devil was actually in charge of this? And it's so crazy because even talking to y'all right now, I am having judgment against these people who believe this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have such a strong ego. I have such a strong, very alive ego that I'm like, oh my God, in my head, my ego saying these people are complete idiots. And then I have to say, okay, that's my ego. Stop. We're dissolving the ego. My ego is just as bad as the people who think that she is not a real human being girl, right? And... All of us have some sort of other type of DNA and energy. We have a little bit of the devil in us. We have a little bit of aliens in us. These are, this is like, you might not believe this, but I do. Like, this is what I truly believe. I believe we're all stardust. We all, we all have positive and negative light and dark. We all have Satan in us. We all have demonic angels in us. We all have Jesus in us. We all have aliens in us. We are fragments. In Kabbalah, they actually teach that, you know, if, if you believe in reincarnation, your last lifetime 
your soul could have split up into 20 souls. So you actually have like 2019 other soulmates out there and fragments of you. This is why they think that the number of souls in the universe stays the same, but the human population is increasing because we're fragments of souls and we're all actually one. So that's interesting, but I'd love, I don't want to like deep dive into this research because I have a defined spleen. So I'm actually not meant to take on fearful external situations. I'm just supposed to have my own fears and know whether they're correct for me or not and whatever, and then move on. I'm not supposed to take in external fears. So I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I am trying to understand you if you do have this belief. And I ask you with that belief, how would you feel if you were her mom? Like, first of all, take, take in the Byron Katie work. I'll put this down in the, in the show notes too. The Byron Katie work is phenomenal and she asks four questions. So I'll, I'll tag or I'll link this and you can go check it out. But one of them is like, do I know for sure that this is true? Zero of y'all who believe that Taylor's a clone know for sure that it's true. As, as I know, don't know for sure that it's not true. No one knows for sure that it's true. Maybe not even say it is true. Say she is a clone. Taylor might not be aware of this herself. That's so sad too. Do you think that, do you, how do you think, say it's not true. Say she's not. How do you think her mother feels about this? That's what with you believing this and maybe spreading that knowledge, what harm could you be inviting into your own children or future children by speaking ill of another person's child? What if you found out that your child was the clone of a satanic cult leader? What if you found out that your child was the reincarnation, reincarnated soul of Hitler? What if that happened? How would you feel? So one of Jesus's teachings is love your neighbor as yourself. That is not what's going on here. So that's that whole thing. Christianity and Taylor Swift too. I know that a lot of, there are some Christians out there too in my world who don't necessarily believe the clone of the sat satanic cult leader situation, but do believe that there's some weird phenomenon of like idol worship um, and icon worship. And I do think that that is going on. Um, and that's something, you know, I mean, my daughter is a total Swifty. She loves her very much. And she's only four. So as she gets older and can understand the idea of an idol or an icon or whatever, you know, those two ideas, when she can wrap her head around that, we will be talking about that because I want to make sure, well, She's sort of got to figure this out for her own. For me, I want to make sure that I don't put any human, including a famous person or my child or my husband or anybody in my life above my connection with God. That's what idol worship is. And I have seen y'all during the month of December, the amount of Trump Christmas trees decorated by Christians. That is idol worship, you people. So if you are scared of Taylor and the idol worship that's going on, I invite you to take a look inside of yourself. 
Are you flying a Biden flag? Are you flying a Trump flag? Do you decorate your Christmas tree with Trump ornaments? People. And there my ego is again. I'm like, it's just, we all have it. And it's like recognizing, it's so hard explaining your ego. I'm not, like, I understand what people are doing. I have a lot of interesting, uh, <laughs> a lot of interesting ornaments on my tree. Nothing's political, so there, that's that. But there's a lot of weird stuff on there, probably, that people could judge me for. I just find it laughable. I'm like, this. it's so funny how we think that our opinions and our points of view are the only one. And then we go out and talk illy of other people, just as I'm talking badly about anybody who decorates their Christmas tree with a Trump ornament or ornaments. So, yeah. Also with Christianity, I know that some people have been a little bit scared of like in her Willow music video, there's definitely like a witchy vibe, like a ceremonial vibe and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, most of you who know me know I'm totally down for that. Like I love the witchy woman vibe. I love a good ceremony. I love a good plant medicine ceremony. I love magic. I love all of that. So I probably am not being totally objective with this, but if that music video rubs you the wrong way, now, I'm not asking you, you like, you have to like her songs and you have to like her music videos or her art. But if something makes you feel uncomfortable in that video, first of all, you might have been a witch in a past life. And there's some shadow there. Second, Sarah Jinks, who, oh my God, I'm pretty sure she was a preacher's daughter, is a preacher's daughter. I don't know if her dad still is a preacher. Anyway, she has a great YouTube about this, the witchiness and getting comfortable with it or like having shadow around it, hating it, all that kind of stuff. I will put that Sarah Jinx um, YouTube video in the links. And I also ask you, if you are scared to watch or listen to either of these episodes, the Sarah Jinx one or the Aaron Apke one, I invite you to think about whether Jesus would have been scared to take in information that was a little bit different than what he was used to? And would he be open-minded or would he be close-minded? Just a thought. Okay. We, we already touched, touched on the conspiracy theory about the clone of the satanic cult leader. The, like, here's my deal. At the end of the day every day i sit and i think to myself <laughs> what if i'm wrong about completely everything and that's something that keeps me more humble than i used to be and keeps my ego in check and i will continue to do that day after day after day you literally never know whether things are true or not but i would look at your thoughts and your speech are you using your brain and your eyes to judge others are you speaking badly about others or are you adding value it's weird because even like y'all are going to see as i touch on each of these things like my ego pushes through <laughs> i don't know you might be able to hear it i can feel it i get flush it's uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling in like a yuck way i'm like oh my god i'm sitting here judging the christians and i'm a christian and i'm judging people which is not what jesus taught us to do 
I am not loving my neighbor as myself. And the highest version of Allison, who's most of me and most of my soul, does. And it's just that ego that creeps in every once in a while where I'm like, oh, my Lord, there the ego is again. I call my ego Albert. Sorry if your name is Albert, but that's my like not higher self. That's the part of me that just wants to take and judge and be in fear and control. Allison is my soul and my higher self who just wants to love others and be like, hey, the reason people think these things, the reason that people believe these conspiracy theories, the reason people are so into Trump is because they're scared of Satan and they're scared of their freedoms being taken away. It's just fearful little children. As is the same where my fearful little child comes up with certain situations. So I have no room to judge. And I think these are interesting things to look at. Maybe it can help you to see somebody in your life through the lens of love instead of judgment and like, oh my God, I wish I could just shake you and make you think like me. Most of the time when you're judging somebody's beliefs, they're scared of something, you know? It's weird with a defined spleen. I don't have a ton of fears. I do have a fear of freedoms being taken away. Like medical freedom is a huge deal for me. Health freedom is a huge deal for me. And I'm working on still having those, um, those tenants as far as beliefs, but molding them and transforming them to be positive instead of based in fear of like, really, I am in charge of my body and nobody ever can make me do something I don't want to do. Like, they just cannot. Um, and I will make every move and action and decision through love that I can do to keep my freedom and health in place. And God is on my side. And if I'm supposed to go through something that's hard and, and looks like it has the illusion of taking my freedom away, it's just to cleanse my soul and to help me remember that I am my own authority. And literally, there's no other authority over me other than God that I believe, but you might not believe that. Okay, so we touched on those Christianity conspiracy theories. Okay, politics. Her relationship with Travis. This is really interesting, especially considering that the Kansas City shooting that just went on last week. Um, I have a very interesting view on gun control. Half of me, I think my higher higher self, my self that just wants to live in the vibe of love all the time, really wishes that no weapons existed on earth. Obviously, that's like our new earth, new earth, new world, heaven on earth vibe. That is, I mean, I don't I don't think in in the perfect world we would have no weapons. The military wouldn't exist, right? We, we all know this. And in this darker, more constricting 3D reality, especially that we live in in the US, that's a thing. And I think that we, I don't know if we can go to no guns without there being some sort of fear-based uproar. 
Um, and I, you know, I don't, if we ever have to go back to just hunting and gathering and whatever, they used to do it without guns. So we'd freaking figure it out. So we'd live without guns. And I think it's this whole big political um, agenda that has to do with money and power and, and greed and corruption and all that kind of stuff as well. And I think that part of the, I, I don't know, this is a conspiracy theory that I don't want to be spreading, but there, you never know what could be behind mass shootings. There could be some AI, robot DMs, DMs from the CIA, DMs from the government, talking to people who are already mentally unwell, who they know have access to guns, who go out and create this kind of thing to then make sure that Biden gets votes instead of everybody else. It, you don't know that that could not be the truth. It can. Very well can. So for, like, for some reason, that's like half of me is like, oh, yes, let's take all the guns away. Let's live in heaven on earth. And, and our earth is not um, conscious enough for that big change yet, I don't think. I, I honestly don't think it could be. We'll see. <laughs> um, and half of me is like, hmm, there's some strings being pulled to make sure Biden stays in office. Right now, I'm not saying y'all already know who I'm voting for. It is not Biden. It is not Trump. Um, so I very in my current 2024 Allison 3D reality hat on vibes. I'm for common sense gun control. There's so many laws that could be passed to just make it much harder to get a hold of just regular guns or assault weapons. We need, I, in my opinion, feel like we need to at least move forward with that, even in the conservative states. I live in gun country. I feel safer here than ever any other place that I've lived, which is very ironic. And it's because there's a sense of there's all it, it's it's not just guns. There's a lot of other factors that go in into this. So it's really interesting. Um, it's very interesting that this timing worked out this way. A lot of people believe that the Taylor Travis thing is a relationship is a setup for political moves for Biden, for vaccine and future vaccines, for gun control, for all that kind of stuff. Could be, could not be. I think it probably could be. I think that anybody, one of my really good friends who is super smart as far as just the energetics of the world and what's going on right now said, she said, um, what did she say? Basically that like anybody, like Taylor's a pawn in a really big scheme and it could be anyone, but they chose her and she's not even aware of it, you know? just really sad. Um, that could be the case. Um, I would love to think that they are truly in love and that this is a real relationship. And that's actually what I'm choosing to think because to believe, because it brings me joy and they look very happy and they're so in the spotlight, which just sucks. I know that they have a lot of things taken care of for them and their life, their lives are good in a lot of ways, but 
think about how hard that would be to have your every move in the spotlight, be in the spotlight and be just judged and criticized and all that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put a TikTok below of this lady talking about, um, one of my good friends sent this to me and I thought it was really interesting. This lady was talking on TikTok about, um, Travis's reaction during the Super Bowl to the chief's um, coach and he yelled it in his face, which was not respectful. That was not Travis in his higher self. That was his ego. That was his scared little boy. That was his testosterone filled rage. That was fear. Um, if you have never had a moment like that in your life, I'd love for you to DM me. I've had many moments like that. So I have no room to judge. His just was on worldwide TV, right? And who knows how much freaking testosterone they pump into those NFL players. That's a whole other thing. I probably won't get into the whole, there's like conspiracy theories around the NFL and the Super Bowl and stuff. Um, but take a look at the TikTok if you want to. And ask yourself if you've ever been in this type of fight or flight and reacted in this type of way. And then ask God to remove your judgment of Travis Kelsey. And I know that's another thing where people are like judging them and they're like, oh, they're in the honeymoon stage and, you know, it's going to get bad because he's verbally abusive and blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal with relationships. Sometimes people are like the first six months feels like just the perfect thing. And then they get into the real relationship and they start having to work through their hard stuff and their tacoon in Kabbalah language and all of that kind of stuff. And working through all of that makes them both better people. So my belief that makes me the best version of me is that they're really in love and that I really hope that this is it for them and that they get married and have babies and all of that and they work through their shit together. And it's going to be hard and it's not going to be easy, but it's going to make them both better humans. Having children is going to make them better humans. And they're going to raise their levels of consciousness, right? Um, so yeah. Also think about like, even if they were set up, even if they were politically an arranged relationship, there's a lot of arranged marriages out there that end up working out and the people learn to love each other. So you never know. So I think that we should all vote for love and believe in love. And if it ends up being something later on that comes out to be, a, it was a setup, then they're going to have to deal with the repercussions of trying to trick everybody. And karma will figure itself out and God will give them the cleansing that they need of their souls. <laughs> it will be okay. <sighs> uh, but it is going to be interesting because I bet you, I know that Taylor did this with the Miss Americana um, documentary, which I really liked the documentary. I, I, mm, I think I probably agree with some of her political beliefs, maybe like 20% of them. I totally, it was sort of sad when she was getting stalked and she had to go fight for that, you know, that law that was being passed in Tennessee or whatever. And Tennessee is very similar to Texas where it's like, can we just have common sense gun laws? Like I get that, but it will be interesting if her and Travis team up and like, you know, say they're voting for Biden and have all the, the things, different things, the, 
vaccine stuff and the gun control to back them and all that kind of stuff. It'll be interesting, but I'm excited to, that I'm recording this episode because it can help you. This will help you to see what's going on and what game is being played, whether they know that they're part of it or not, um, with clear eyes, because you know, they're both going to be super emotional about the tragedy of the shooting at the Kansas City parade. And that has to do with gun control. And gun control is something that is layered, 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 layered. It has to do with corruption and money and greed and all that kind of stuff. It's not just about guns, right? Um, so, yeah, none of these subjects are black and white just FYI. And I wondered whether I should record this episode, but it's all of these things need to be talked about. Like they just need to be talked about from an objective viewpoint of like, is this true? Are you hundred percent that it's true? What if it's not true? What belief makes you feel the best and be the best human? Like that's all. I wish we could go through 2024 it's it's going to be polarizing that's just part of it that's part of this shift into the new paradigm is it's going to get worse before it gets better and 2024 i think is really going to be that year of extreme polarity just like 2020 was in 2021 um and i think that's sort of the the growth the growing pains that we do have to go through and it is just going to be the way it is but i'm going to keep talking in this podcast on my podcast platform about encouraging y'all to take a look at different lenses, take a look at a higher point of view, take a look at what things look like through love, what things look like through fear, what things look like through judgment and all that. And, and like I said before, if you have a defined Ajna, you are meant to be more opinionated. If you have an open ajna, you're bit you're meant to be more open-minded. But either of those, you don't have to be judgmental. You can be opinionated and not judgmental. It's hard work. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm sucking my way through this growth process of this. It's hard work, and I've gotten better at it. Um, okay, a little bit on Taylor's human design. And then I'm going to wrap up. And if there's anything I didn't cover that you want me to do future episodes on with this, I think just DM me and let me know. We can go there. Okay. Taylor's human design. 5-1 splenic projector, defined ego, defined root center. This is why she has so much more energy than a lot of projectors out there probably. And also the 5-1 Oh my gosh, y'all must go listen to my episode on the five one profile. So some, some vibes of this that you can tell five ones feel the force of other people's projections. They don't want to fall short of them, disappoint others or let others down. And people around five ones definitely project all their shit on them. So if you are a, a Taylor hater, I would ask you to go and write down all of the characteristics that you hate about her. And then I would ask you to pray for God to show you where those characteristics live inside of you because they do, or else you wouldn't be projecting these things. Um, five ones also 
are people where other people don't see all of the work that happens behind the scenes. And there, and as a project, like five, one projectors, it's, they're not like just resting all the time. They, they don't feel good just sitting on their couch regularly and, and chilling. They want to be out there being on purpose, doing the things that really feel good to them and, and raise humanity's consciousness. Um, and then internally they're really contrarians and go against the grain. Sometimes that's not seen externally, but with her it is. And she's definitely stepping into that. Also her, um, incarnation cross is so interesting. She has the left angle cross of confrontation. And I'm going to read this verbatim from a website. It's called human design tools. It says people with this incarnation cross have the energy to confront rulership and impose rulership of their own. She is the ruler of her own kingdom, the Taylor Swift kingdom. Your energy is designed to have a bit of a hard edge because you are here to take on people of power who ought to be questioned. Additionally, your energy is designed to be provocative because from provocative provocation comes justification. With the justification comes information to get to a deeper understanding of what people are about and what they stand for. Your energetic demeanor is confrontational and has the purpose of helping us get to the bottom of things. I believe that in addition to this incarnation cross and Taylor's purpose on this earth to be provocative, to confront rulership, to have rulership of her own, to have a hard edge, to question people in authority. And as a projector, whether you love her or hate her or you feel meh, look at yourself and look at, do you feel, are you a little too meh? Are you a little too just not really questioning things? Not, not making changes that you need you know you need to make, not changing habits, not changing thought patterns, not getting out of your comfort zone, not getting out of your bubble. Are you just meh? If you love her, make sure you're not doing idol worship and make sure you're not just agreeing with everything that she stands for. Make sure you're going inward. And especially if you're meant to be opinionated and you look at your own fears, you look at your own areas where you soak up other others energy you can go through the hierarchy of conditioning deconditioning i'll link that that as well um there's a pdf called the hierarchy of deconditioning the energy centers and i'll put that in there yeah if you're just obsessed with your if you're a total swifty i would share this episode with as many people as possible especially the people who dislike her because she is a projector and she is projecting the things inside of us and making that energy even bigger. So if you're in idol worship, if you're in just needing to find a leader to hold on to that you believe everything they say and you'll just go along with, with no matter what, you might look at that. If you hate her, you got to go do some shadow work, girl. You don't have to love her. You don't have to be obsessed with her or be a Swifty. But if you are scared of her, if you hate her, you have so much work to do. 
just as I have been doing. It's not easy, but people will notice in your world, your life is going to get better. There will be less chaos. You will be more like God and you'll be happier. And then if you're meh, meh, M-E-H, meh, you might look at where you're meh in other parts of life because you're not meant to be meh in life for the most part. There might be some days where you're that way, but you're supposed to feel life force energy and movement and hope and passion and care and purpose. You are. That is what I have for y'all. Taylor's going to be a really big key player in especially this year of the polarization. She is going to project the hate in our hearts. She's going to project the sort of the like idol worship, the icon worship. She's going to project the following just like a sheep. She's going to project so many things in, in us this year, 2024, especially. Might need to do another episode on that, but that's what I have for you right now. DM me with the, any questions you have. Share this episode, especially with your human design lovers and Taylor fans and haters. And yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.